It's Halloween time again, nerds. And just like last year, your favorite history podcast is getting dressed up and begging for candy in our true crime podcast costume. Last year, we told you all about H.H. Holmes, America's first serial killer. This year, we're taking a look at another American monster who terrorized the state of Wisconsin and killed 17 people. And yeah, he's probably known more from the super fun things he did with the bodies afterward. Grab a drink and settle in for this extra special Halloween 100 proof history titled Jeffrey Dahmer, Milwaukee's Worst. You know, guys, like the beer, Milwaukee's best. Just, just fucking hit him with the music, Dan. This is 100 proof history. We're drinking whiskey and talking history. So grab a drink, sit back, relax. And enjoy a few laughs as the guys talk about all the horrible things people do to each other. Here are your hosts, Chris and Greg. Oh, well, look at you, listener. It's a nice costume you have there. And, uh, what exactly are you supposed to be? A, uh, a teenager? Oh, Greg, yeah, they, they are teenagers. They, that's our, our audience. Oh, this isn't a costume. No, they're just the kids that show up with a pillowcase that they ripped off their pillow that night. It's, all right, what a free candy, you know? Jackass. What's that in your pants, mister? <laughs> Don't mind this. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm holding like the uh, the pumpkin basket full of candy, but it's just right up yeah. against my crotch. Like, there might be something inside. And at some point, you raise both hands, but it's still hovering there. <laughs> Reach inside and get you some candy. <laughs> I only do this for the teenagers, not the little kids. That's weird. <laughs> the of age teenagers. Yeah, the barely legal ones that you see on all those websites. <laughs> keyword legal. <laughs> Double keyword barely. <laughs> <laughs> Subtext male. <laughs> Oh, we're off to a good start. Hello, boys and goyles. Oh, We've wait, already no. gone there. God damn, damn it. it. I meant to say ghouls, not goyles, like I was a rabbi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering what that was. <laughs> Whoops. That's for a different show. That's for a Hanukkah special we're going to do later this year. There you go. Yeah. Uh, no. Welcome in. I am your sexiest of hosts, Christopher. I am your mainest of hosts, Greg. Well, Gregory, today we're talking about Jeffrey Dahmer. Woo! Yeah. He's a real sack of shit. I guess we need to give a content warning. We talk about a lot of death, a lot of destruction, raping and pillaging and such. But, uh, you know, they usually have like some sort of end game involved. You know, some yeah. sort of goal. Uh, today we're just going straight true crime. We're doing straight murders for murder's sake. I guess he murdered so he could, you know maybe gratify himself but at the same time it's there's no greater good coming out of these killings oh no it's completely self-indulgent and debased yeah, yeah just like this podcast no. yes yeah <laughs> sure <laughs> there's no point to it no but you know it's halloween the ladies they love the true crime and so halloween is all about you know i know this as the hashtag sexy host halloween's all about making things that aren't sexy sexy and so, history podcast, maybe it's not that sexy. Talk about true crime. Panties hit the floor. Boom. Lingerie on a dead body? 
Oh, yeah. That's sexy. That's hot. Dead body? No thanks. Lingerie on a dead body. (laughs) Hello. Nice to meet you, ma'am. Yeah. Oh, the strong and silent type, eh? (laughs) I do wonder why the ladies love the true crime so much. Like, not only the true true crime that you see on, like, Investigation Discovery, First 48, whatever it is. They love the lifetime stuff where it's woman meets a man. Man turns out to be evil. Murders her. And they're like, oh, ooh, hang on. <laughs> Things are happening in my lower parts. That's how women talk dirty, by the way. Listen, Chris, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I have any clue what ladies like. All right. So I was hoping you would tell me. <laughs> I was moving right along. <laughs> I was hoping you would fill me in. Maybe I could save my marriage. Oh, well. I've just been making her watch true crime the whole time. Now she's just scared of you. <laughs> yeah. Like you're giving her subliminal messages. <laughs> Look what this guy did to her. (sighs) You gonna do the dishes today? (laughs) Why are you laughing like that? Oh, I don't... It's unrelated. Those two things are unrelated. I I was thinking something else. (laughs) Thought of something funny Greg said the other day. (laughs) Well, guys, our source today is Jeffrey Dahmer by Jack Rosewood, and also the Jeffrey Dahmer story by Don Davis. Uh, Full disclosure, I actually read neither of these. Welcome to our podcast. <laughs> You're welcome. I, well, you know, I, I did a lot of research on this. I read both of these books. The more fun, easy read is the Jack Rosewood book. The Jeffrey Dahmer story was written basically right after Dahmer was arrested and put on trial. So there's a lot of stuff like, oh, he will be X, Y, or Z. And then the next chapter is that stuff happening because he's updated the book. But at the same time, I think the first one, the first one, the Jeffrey Dahmer by Jack Rosewood's a newer book, gives you more updated information. So if you're going to read one, pick that up and it's only like 120 pages because uh it doesn't take a lot of attention span for true crime <laughs> welcome listener <laughs> so shot at all you true crime lovers uh and that brings me to my two reasons why i didn't read these books is this is something that i had studied pretty extensively in the past i mean serial killers were just always of interest to me mm-hmm. just seeing how the mind works and just seeing how they depraved. got caught see what their mistakes were <laughs> These depraved individuals, but um, also, I run a history podcast, not a fucking true crime (laughs) podcast, so definitely uh, phoning this one in. He said, main hosts, powers, activate. Chris, do all the fucking work. I'm like, okay, fine. Yes, sir. Yes, daddy. You got it. Please don't leave me. Well, Gregory, what are you having to drink to celebrate this fine occasion? Thank you for asking, Chris. I'm having Isaac Bowman. Now, that's a Bowman Brothers whiskey, mm-hmm. but Isaac Bowman specifically is port barrel finished. Oh. Now, how do I relate it to this story? Well, this whiskey is port finished, whereas Dahmer is prison finished. <laughs> mm, you'll find out what that means later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me and my wife like to prison finish sometimes, but that's a different type of thing. Whoa. Uh, I don't know. It kind of the same story that it's been lately. I just go and stare at the liquor cabinet, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'll tie this in somehow." I don't know. Right? Yeah. So, on my end, I started to pick up the rum and do the rum and coke, and I was like, "That that feels a little shitty." <laughs> you know? well, yeah. And on the nose, which you will get later, listener. But what did you decide on? Uh, Heaven Hill bottled in bond. Uh, hundred proof heaven hill having an old fashioned and really there's no tie-in i just didn't want to 
do any sort of honor or homage to this piece of shit. So I just went with what I found under my sink, you know, where I keep all my liquors. And I was like, oh, heaven, because all of his victims went to heaven. Didn't want to do any sort of homage. So you're saying having tie-ins is an homage? No. No. Like on our two-part Hitler (laughs) series? Yeah, yeah. Basically, I I was paying homage to Hitler. That's that's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. God damn it! Now I've been painted in a corner. We're just <laughs> standing in an eight by ten cell, just painting diagonally until each one of us is trapped. In these fucking horrible things we say on this podcast. Okay, Greg, are you ready to start this tale of woe and misery? Ooh, I'm used to it. So let's do it. Let's do it. Jeffrey Sunshine Dahmer was born to Lionel and Joyce Dahmer on May 21st, 1960, in a suburb of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He didn't get a lot of attention as a child because his dad was busy working on his PhD in chemistry, and his mom was busy ignoring him because she had postpartum depression, and she probably realized that her son was a douche. Oh, he's crying, asking for my love. (laughs) What a fucking loser. That's what my wife says to her therapist also. <laughs> the Dahmers moved to Ohio in 1966 after Lionel graduated and got a job. They also had their second son, David, who Joyce actually seemed to like. It was about this time that Jeffrey became fascinated with dead animals. Now, it's a common trait of young, up-and-coming serial killers to abuse or kill animals, but Jeffrey wasn't really into the actual killing so much as he was into dissecting dead animals in his fucking home. Since he was a loving, supporting scientist dad, Lionel encouraged his son, and he even taught Jeffrey how to bleach bones. Hmm. Just a friendly reminder for our listener, he was six goddamn years old. Life skills, man. Yeah, like Play-Doh had been around for, at this point, 30-something years. You could just, you know, let's make a snake. No, 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 no. Come here, son. Come here. I want to show you this. Play-Doh costs money. (laughs) Yeah. What we're doing is bonding, and it's free. And it excites me, too. (laughs) Halloween. Took a lot out of me. No, I I did watch, uh, actually today I watched a uh, interview of Jeffrey's dad, Lionel, and he talked about when he was younger, he'd have dreams where he committed violent acts against his bullies. He's like, oh, I just thought it was normal. Just thought all this stuff this kid wanted to do, yeah, I wanted to do that too. I like setting fires. I liked bleaching animal bones. What six-year-old red-blooded American boy wouldn't? Am I right? I mean, I liked setting fires. Man's not wrong there. And you turned out just fine. Yeah, I did. (laughs) Lionel and Joyce were constantly fighting around Jeffrey, and Lionel would claim that Jeffrey was molested by another boy when Jeffrey was eight. But Dahmer would later say, and get my normal guy voice, here we go, My childhood wasn't filled with great tragedies or anything. There were good times and bad times. I think it was fairly normal. Stated the known expert on normal things. <laughs> right? He's like, yeah, perfectly normal childhood. My dad just took me out to bleach some bones, you know? He's like every boy in Wisconsin. To be fair, what is what is there to do in Wisconsin? It's just, you know, murder hookers, eat some cheese, bleach some bones, 
You know, look at ten foot tall trees. Oh wow, that's that's a big one. Yeah. When he reached high school, Dahmer continued his dissection obsession to the point that when his freshman biology class dissected some fetal pigs, Jeffrey took his pig home, kept the skeleton in his bedroom. He just lay awake at night. The skeleton, the named Hambone. Like, oh, Hambone, why don't you think the girls like me? It's probably because you're a creepy pervert. Mm, Hambone, you know me so well. (laughs) (laughs) And you sound just like me. That's weird. I'm going to fuck your corpse. (laughs) Wait, nope. (laughs) He's talking with his hand. (laughs) (laughs) He's drawing lipstick around the the mouth. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Glued on some googly eyes. And, and a very thick Freddie Mercury mustache. Oh, hello. <laughs> Hambone, you're so sexy. Uh, oh, I think... <laughs> Quiet, Hambone. <laughs> Quiet. I like that he makes the noises while he's the ventriloquist noises. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're deep-throated. Hambone, you're gagging. Stop trying to talk. <laughs> What do you want it, Hambone? Oh, my face, as always. <laughs> oh. His mom on the weekend when she's doing laundry. Jeffrey, what's all this pink stuff on your underwear? <laughs> you know, Hambone's lipstick. That's right. Oh, you know, just someone I met the other day at high school. You know how it is, mother. Pepto-Bismol. I was sick the other day. (laughs) You might say I was gagging. (laughs) (laughs) After he's done, Hambone just squeals like a pig. (laughs) 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 They'll hear you, Hambone. They'll hear you. (laughs) (laughs) Jeffrey, what's that noise? Trying to suffocate him with the pillow, <laughs> even though it's his mouth making the noise. He still does, like, the uh, uh, suppressed under-the-pillow noise. <laughs> Nothing, mother! <laughs> I was just trying to love you! Shut up, bitch! Shut up! Ambush <laughs> the fuck up! I'm not supposed to have visitors after 8.30! God damn it! Cuts off his hand, bleaches the bones, buries it out back. <laughs> That's commitment right there. And uh, that's how Jeffrey Dahmer only had one hand. Continuing the story. (laughs) Yep. That's what happened. Well, Jeffrey would later say, and I just started branching out. Dogs, cats. I suppose it could have turned into a normal hobby like taxidermy, but it didn't. Again, normal. Yeah. You know, every 14-year-old loves taxidermy. And and talks like this. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> that's typical high school stuff, man. I saw it on Dawson's Creek. You know? I don't want to wait for my ham to get colder. I want to stuff this pig and mount it now. Nice. Ah, nice. Off the top of my head. Pa-pow! Now I'm just imagining James Vanderbeek trying to Quiet up his lipstick, googly-eyed <laughs> hand. Yeah. Shut the fuck up! As Tom Cruise's wife Katie's walks gonna in find there. out. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't discovered Scientology yet, so nothing's weird to me. Oh, would you like to meet my friend? Hello! <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I know I look like a human hand, but I'm actually a pig. Quick, quick. <laughs> James Rubik's like, what do you think? Threesome? Hmm? Runs screaming out of the fucking room. Come back, Katie. Come back. <laughs> <laughs> you ruined it again, Hambone. <laughs> no, it was your head, James Vanderbeek. It's too big. <laughs> Cut to the gif of him crying. That James Vanderbeek Dawson's Creek just bawling on the fucking creek. Glad all these fucking teenagers uh, get that joke. <laughs> they do. You know, our our demographic is actually half teenagers, half 30-year-old moms who are breastfeeding while they listen. So, what's up, teenagers? Moms? <laughs> Gross. Put that thing up. Jesus Christ. I'm trying to talk history and true crime here, and you've got your booby out. You You're in the company whore. of podcasters. I can't believe this. <laughs> oh. Might as well be in public. Oh, what is wrong with you? It was also around this time, when he was 14, that Dahmer picked up another super fun and productive hobby. He became an alcoholic. <laughs> he drank constantly and would sneak beer and liquor into his school inside his oversized army jacket. Just a side note, just a question for you. Did you have one of these kids in your, your high school class that wore the army jacket for some fucking reason? It was always the weird fucking kid? Um, Was yeah, it you? Yes, I did. <laughs> no, I. it wasn't me. But it would be now. My dog tag said Big Dick Greg. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, we did, but it was before you would look at that person and be kind of scared of them. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like, mm, what's under that jacket? Yeah. Oh, I, you know, I wasn't scared of the kid in my class who wore the army jacket. He was just the one that you'd see. You hadn't talked to him, like, all fucking year, and you'd see him after school one day. He's like, you ever feel like you have to pee, and then you pee, and then it still feels like you have to pee, and then you got to pee some more, but you can't pee anymore? And you're like, all right, good talk. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> I'm going to go back to my, my uh, locker now. I forgot something. You hear the... As you sprint away... <laughs> You're like, oh God, school shooter, school shooter, school shooter. There he is. Like, you just pick him out of the crowd. I do remember one time in ninth grade, I was on the bus, you know, bus ride home. And there's this guy that I'd known him since like middle school, known him, known of him, been in the same proximity as him. And, uh, you know, he's always kind of weird or whatever, but I just decided one day I want to make conversation. He's on the other side of the aisle of me and I said something pretty innocuous. And, yeah, he responded pretty milk toast, whatever. And then I guess I had opened up the conversation. Oh, friends now. So, like, 10 seconds later, he's like, you know, uh, you ever cut your nails and realize the stuff underneath smells like cheese? <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? I just kind of looked at him, no. But ever since then. You've yes. done that. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> Once you trim your nails, if you give them a little sniffy sniff, it smells like fucking cheese. So, he left a lasting impression on my life. Just Whatever. Just a simple, weird conversation. Whatever. We all know that was you. Don't fucking bullshit with us. You're just trying to spread this thing to all the listeners. No! It's not true. <laughs> it's not true! See? My hand says so, too. My hand's wearing an army jacket. <laughs> My hand's seen some shit. <laughs> anyway, 
Jeffrey would even drink in the middle of his classes, and when his teachers caught him, they'd do basically nothing. And his punishment... His punishment actually was the teacher would take all the alcohol and drink it in front of Jeffrey while he talked to him about his band, which is, you know, just themed around math. Like, this one's called Division of My Love. Ready? It's <laughs> like, that's just that's smoke on the water, man. No, 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 you gotta wait. You gotta wait. Wait, 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 wait till we get to the hook. See, it's different because I, I changed that A to a B flat. See how that see how that worked? He's like, oh God, I'm gonna kill somebody later just because of this. Fuck you. Well, psychologists would theorize that Jeffrey started drinking to suppress his urge to kill. Which, uh, right there with you, buddy. Yeah, man. You know. Should start a group. But he also may have been suppressing his urge to fuck. I'm right there with you, Jeffrey. Just, uh, you, me, and Hambone, let's hang out. Let's see what happens. You know, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> just pouring the, the fifth of schnapps into Hambone. Oh, she's getting so drunk. Oh, it's a she. Oh, I'm out. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Handbones mascara's running. <laughs> yeah. Mascara on the googly eyes. And damaged goods. You know. <laughs> Jeffrey, you realize that's your hand. Not right now, she ain't. <laughs> God. If there was a way to make Jeffrey Tomer more creepy, I think we found it. We did it, America. <laughs> God. Well, see, it was during his awkward puberty years that Dahmer realized he was a homosexual. When he was 14, he had his first homosexual encounter, but he said he soon began having totally, just totally normal, obsessive thoughts of mixing normal sex and completely normal violence. Regular stuff, folks. Nothing to see here. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Something. Shut up, Hambo. There's <laughs> nothing to see here. He's choking me. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean, what's that sound? Nothing. It's nothing. I see you making that sound with your mouth. <laughs> no, I'm not. I just saw you do it again right there. He just runs away with his hand tucked between his legs, like cutting off his circulation with the other hand. <laughs> They're on to us, Hambone! <laughs> In the last couple of years of high school, Dahmer continued to get hammer drunk, but he also became something of a class clown. Known for his hilarious pranks, like drawing those, you know, those hilarious dead body chalk outlines in the hallways of his school, or photobombing the National Honor Society's class picture. I also did the same thing, so my mom would think I was smart. Hilarious. His crowning achievement came when his class went to Washington, D.C., and he made a prank phone call to arrange a visit to the office of the vice president, Walter Mondale. In his senior year, Jeffrey's parents filed for a divorce. The hearings were pretty brutal, and they mostly focused on the custody of Jeffrey's little brother, David. Apparently, Jeffrey was pretty upset that neither one of his parents were fighting for him in the divorce. You know, despite the fact he was a drunk teenager who kept dead animals in his room and was 18 fucking years old and technically an adult. That's probably the biggest factor. Why don't they want me? He just stares up at the moon, and a little Orphan Annie soundtrack plays in his mind. The sun'll come out tomorrow. Betch your bottom dollar, and then here comes Hambone. Third 
tomorrow. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Ann Bone. <laughs> it's not a duet. Not now. <laughs> Always trying to steal the stage. <laughs> That's why they don't love me, because they love you so much. You're so polite when you ask for extra peas at dinner. <laughs> he sits on Hambone, gets all numb. He's like, all right. Now that Hambone's sedated. <laughs> That's your bottom dollar. <laughs> You're kind of pitchy. Shut up, Hambone! Shut, Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, Lionel moved out of the family home, and Joyce soon left with her youngest son, David, leaving poor little, fully fucking grown Jeffrey home alone. Oh, no. Slaps his cheeks. Ah! <laughs> That kid grew up to be a serial killer, I bet you. The number of times he tried to kill Joe Pesci. Fucking psychopath. <laughs> Dahmer spent all day getting drunk and presumably reenacting Civil War battles using his collection of animal skeletons as the troops, because that's what I would do. He became obsessed with a young male jogger who ran through his neighborhood and made plans to abduct the man, but one day the jogger just stopped running through the neighborhood altogether. He's like, oh, fuck, that other serial killer got him first. Fucking jackass. Fuck you, Defrey Jammer. Jerk. Ugh. We almost had a bud. Shut the fuck <laughs> up, Hambone. <laughs> now, some experts do estimate that there are three to 4,000 active serial killers in the United States right now. So, you know, it's possible. That's what happened to that jogger. Or he just tried a different route. You know, whatever. Probably dead. Probably dead. Probably dead. But the idea of killing was planted in his mind, so one day when he was driving home from the store with a fresh sixer of beer, he spotted a handsome, bare-chested hitchhiker. <sighs> so he pulled over so fast that he damn near crashed his car. That man was 18-year-old Steve Hicks. He was on his way to Cleveland to attend a concert, and he wasn't known to be gay, but he still agreed to go back to Dahmer's house to drink beer. Jeffrey planned on getting Hicks hammered drunk and then having some form of masochistic sex, but Hicks got uncomfortable and decided to leave. Because he wasn't gay, he just wanted some free beer. And also because Hambone popped up. Like, nope, it's getting weird, guy. Just getting a little fucking weird. <laughs> Yeah, so anyways, Hicks decided to leave, but Jeffrey was an athletic dude, and he worked out a lot. It surprised me how built Jeffrey Dahmer was when I saw him, because he, like, you get this image of your head, and you see his face, and you think he's just, like, this fucking skinny nerd, mm. that dude was fucking ripped, like, olive oil off the pecs ripped, mm. but still, Steve Hicks was able to fight him off. Unfortunately, as he turned to leave, Dahmer picked up a 10-pound dumbbell and smashed in Steve's head. And you know what, Greg? Jeffrey didn't re-rack his weights. <coughs> Dahmer laid next to the body for hours and eventually masturbated, but he wanted us to know that he never penetrated the corpse. Yes, he did! Shut the fuck up, Hambone! <laughs> I did not. I did not penetrate that corpse. 
He stuck it in his mouth. Shut up. <laughs> there was no suction. He was dead. Okay. <laughs> it was like sticking your dick in a Halloween mask. There was no effect. <laughs> Dahmer cut the body up with a butcher knife and stored it in the crawl space under the house for a few months. He later dug it up, dissolved the flesh in acid, smashed up the bones with a sledgehammer, and dumped their remains in the woods behind his house. It was 1978, and Jeffrey committed his first murder. At the same time, his dad Lionel was disappointed that his son was an aimless drunk, so he decided to send Jeffrey to Ohio State University where he was sure to curb his drinking and become a functioning member of society, just like every other OSU graduate. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, the unsupervised college freshmen only drank more. Oh. Ah. So after only one semester, Lionel convinced Jeffrey to leave college and join the army. Jeffrey started off as a fairly good soldier. He had dreams to join the MPs, military police, but he washed out of the program and focused on becoming a combat medic instead. It's a little little weird that he wanted to be a, a cop, you know? Wanted to control people. Wanted to show him his nightstick, if you will. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I'm talking about his baton, Greg. And then he'd show him his penis and threaten to beat him with his baton if he didn't, you know, do things to his penis. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. Gotcha. So, sorry, I was being vague. It's all coming together. <laughs> Jeffrey was stationed in Germany, but he soon began to get smashed all the time and began having disciplinary issues. Oh, and after he was later arrested for his killings, two of his fellow soldiers would come forward and say they were drugged or tied down and raped by Dahmer. One reported the incident to his commanding officers, but they ignored his accusations. Son, I didn't ask. So what in tarnation makes you think I want you to tell? Drop and give me 20. Take off your shirt first. Ooh, look at those delts. <clears throat> Keep pushing up. Just gonna pour this extra virgin olive oil on your back. Look at you glisten. Mm. You ever think about getting some Sergeant Stripes tattooed on your lower back? Just so everybody knows who owns you. Because it's me, son. It's me. Yes, Daddy Sergeant. Yes, Daddy Sergeant. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> He's doing one-handed push-ups all of a sudden. <laughs> His left hand's up in the air. I love you, Daddy Sergeant. Shut the fuck up, other hand bone. <laughs> Private first class hand bone. <laughs> Why does he? Why does my hand outrank me? Shut up! You shut up, <laughs> son! You shut your fucking mouth, Hambone. What were you saying? <laughs> I see you've got that lipstick on. That's out of regulation. You're gonna have to be punished for that, <laughs> sir. It's just my head. You keep pushing the ground. <laughs> He puts a sheet over the dude doing push-ups. <laughs> just has a bone. romantic date with Hambone. <laughs> the googly eyes. Just <laughs> flopping all around. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Do you want a weekend pass, Hambone? I'd like a weekend pass, sir. Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> talking to Hambone. <laughs> Hambone number two, you want a... You want a promotion? <laughs> he's, he's 
he's number two because Dahmer's in the troop too. <laughs> he's number one ham bone. There's another dude on base that jerks off to the thought of the two ham bones going at it. <laughs> they just make out. It's like them shaking hands. <laughs> like the dude standing at attention. Dahmer and this guy shake hands. Instantly nuts. This is exactly what a peacetime army is like. Like, you know, if there was a war on, we'd have other things to focus on. But ain't shit happening. Uh, yeah. yeah. Nothing else to do. Yeah. I think this is actually a plot line they cut out of Stripes because it was too realistic. Like, we don't want to be full metal jacket here. We want to be Stripes when we be comedy. So let's cut out the fact that half these guys have lipstick over their thumb and finger. And I want to jerk you off. Like, this is more like Major Pain. Yeah. With Damon Wayans, you know? Yes. Yeah. It's more like that. I mean, there were children in that movie, Craig. There's children in this story. That's true. Fair enough. Plus, you don't know how old Hambone is. <laughs> That's true. We might be disgusting for talking about Hambone and Hambone number two. <laughs> I don't consent to we this. We don't know, so there's some plausible deniability, you know. I'm going to go dab and eat some people off a cliff. Oh, fuck. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Uh-oh. I really like Hunter Proof History. Oh, shit, it's 12. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> By 1981, the army had enough of Jeffrey's drinking and his other quote-unquote antics. That's a code for rape. So they gave him an honorable discharge and sent him back to the United States. Hambone got a less than honorable discharge. (laughs) Fuck you, bitches! (laughs) He got a medical discharge. Seize the means of production! Fuck you! Son of a bitch. He was a commie the whole time! (laughs) Dahmer spent a few months living as a Jimmy Buffett-style beach bum, but he then went broke and had to return to Ohio to live with his dad. Lionel was able to put up with Jeffrey for like two months, but when Jeffrey was arrested for being drunk and disorderly, Lionel decided it was time to send Jeffrey to live with his grandmother in Milwaukee. And that is where Dahmer would do the majority of his killing. All right. Well, I feel like we've taken this topic... Very seriously. So maybe we should take a break, have a few drinks, come back. You know, just just lighten the mood with a bunch of murders and corpse rapings. What do you say, Greg? Man, when you put it that way, how could I say no? <laughs> See you after the break, guys! All right, we are back from break. We had some good times. Greg, I don't know about you, but I had several more drinks because this next part that you have to read is just going to be fucking terrible, and it's going to take a lot of energy to get through. That's why? Yeah, so I'm just going to pass out drunk and let you finish it, so congratulations. You're you're blaming your drinks on that? (laughs) It would just be too much. It's too much. Oh my. Oh, the vapors. <laughs> oh, it's not different. Shut up, Hambo. It is hard. <laughs> it's difficult. It's hard to think about. <laughs> I kill people all the time. I know you do. <laughs> and we're both getting the chair for it. <laughs> all oh, right. Fair enough. Also, you know, I thought about this while we were on the break, and I forgot to, to mention this at the beginning of the episode. First of all, 
uh, our contest is almost over. You have two more days. If you're listening on the day this releases, you have two more days to enter our contest. If you hadn't figured out how it works by now, fuck you. You're not going to figure it out. You're not going to help us out, and we're not going to give you anything. So listen to some old episodes or go to our social media and figure that shit out. Number two, Greg. This is releasing on October 29th. We have five days until the election. The election for all sorts of things. Mainly, we like to think about the president. I'm not going to tell you which way to vote. I just want you to go out there and vote. You know, all of us celebrities are telling people to vote. Like, get out there. Us celebrities, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, us, Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. You know, the likes. The likes. Yeah. Me and LeBron, we got together. We're like, how can we fix this? Let's, let's just tell people to vote. That'll solve everything. Well, all that aside, Greg, it's time, no matter who you're voting for, we all know this is your favorite thing. Greg, it is time for Second Half Seltzer. Second Half Seltzer. Second Half Seltzer. Second Half Seltzer. Are you participating this week? You having a seltzer? I know you like to mix it up. I am having a seltzer. Okay. It is a grapefruit flavor. Ooh. That's all he's going to say until someone pays us money. Oh, yeah. Fuck them corporate (laughs) assholes. What about you, Chris? This is a 24-ounce tall boy, truly, that you can only buy at the gas station. And I have done a lot of fucked up degenerate shit in my life. But I went to the gas station with my eight-year-old daughter and bought a 24-ounce truly... And the girl looked at me. She's like, she's like, do you want a bag? I'm like, yeah, I probably need a bag. She's like, do you want a paper bag to cover the truly? I'm like, I'm not going to drink it in your fucking parking lot. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't need the, the legal bag. I just want a regular bag. God damn. I'm going to drink it at home. Okay. <laughs> like We've got Reese's Pieces, Fun Dip, and a fucking 24-ounce <laughs> Truly. Yeah. No, I don't need a bag just for the Truly, if that's what you're asking. Like, in her head, my daughter's gonna sit out there and watch fucking Blippy on YouTube, like all these fucking kids' videos on YouTube, while I <laughs> fucking pound a 24-ounce pineapple Truly because my life is that fucking sad. There must be a lot of single dads that go to that fucking gas station. It's just like, yeah, give me some flavored condoms and a 24-ounce Truly. Sorry, you know, you can, you can get that shit yourself. Yeah, I, I'd prefer if you touched it because you're a female. It'll make me feel better about what's about to happen. <laughs> spray this body spray on you before you uh, check us out. Please, please. I'm sorry. Is I'm this sorry. Axe Cool Mist? Hey, uh, well, I don't ask you what you're into. You don't don't mix this up. Customer is always right. Okay. Put on this glued on mustache real quick before you do all that. Please. <laughs> Can you put some lipstick on your fist and some googly eyes? Talk dirty to me. <laughs> Just go into your, your falsetto real quick and, and then really angry talk to me, please. I don't want to get you the flavor condoms. Shut up, girl Hambone. Hambonina, you shut your whore mouth. Oh. Anyway, I'm going to crack open this truly now. Jeffrey Dahmer moved in with his grandma in December of 1981, and while he wouldn't commit another murder until 1987, it would be inaccurate to say that those six years were uneventful. 
First, he got a job at a plasma donation center as a phlebotomist, which allowed him to steal a vial of blood and take it home and drink it. Then, he got arrested for exposing himself to women and children at the county fair. Sure. Been there, you know. Guess your weight. Guess your penis size. It's all the same game. You're just trying to win that, that stuffed minion. The plasma center closed down, and he remained a drunk, unemployed slob until he went to work at Ambrosia Chocolate Factory two years later. Since he was finally in a big city, he took the opportunity to check out the gay scene. (laughs) Alright, me too, buddy. He started by meeting dudes at the bathhouse, but sex wasn't enough for him, so he started drugging the men. Word got out that Dahmer was the guy who, quote-unquote, slipped Mickey's, and he was banned from the bathhouse. Yeah, apparently in the late 80s, the Milwaukee gay scene was comprised of 1930s gangsters. Hey, slip me a Mickey, see? Show me his ham bone, see? Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, see? Well, what are you talking about there, sir? <laughs> the copper's are coming. Fit him with some concrete shoes there, sir. <laughs> <laughs> ham bone, shut up! Ham bone's got a little bowler hat on top of a pinstripe suit dangling from the thumb. <laughs> <laughs> Let me introduce you to my Tommy gun, see? <laughs> Keep the change, you filthy animal. <laughs> <laughs> Getting back to the home alone, I love it. One response, he stole a male mannequin from a store and had sex with it until his grandma found it and asked him to throw it away. You know, like a polite request. Yeah, like, Jeffrey, Jeffrey, would you please throw away that thing? It smells awful. And I think it votes Democrat. I'm sorry, Grandmother. Kill the bitch! Fucking kill the bitch! Shut up, fanbone, shut up! Je- Jeffrey, what'd you say? <laughs> nothing, Grandma. Nothing at all. Are you talking to your hand again? No, I'm not talking to my hand, Grandma. He's talking to me. Sorry about the mannequin. Would you like it better if it's a womankin? You fucking prejudiced bitch! Well, old Jeff tried to dig up a freshly buried corpse, but the digging was too tough, so he quit. Just like he quit everything else in his life. Mm. Well, everything except masturbating in front of children. You know, he probably should have quit that. Just gonna go out on a limb. Should have quit. He should have. He did not. In 1986, Dahmer once again whipped it out in front of a couple of boys and was promptly arrested and charged with disorderly conduct. I don't think they put you on a registry for disorderly <laughs> they conduct. They do not. No, they do not. Because these days, you do that. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> no, don't. Tr- he doesn't know. Don't trust him. Consult a lawyer. Don't listen to this guy. He's, he's not on a registry. On September 15th of 87, Dahmer met a young man named Steve Tuomi at a gay bar in Milwaukee. The two went to the Ambassador Hotel where they drank, and Dahmer drugged Tuomi, but both men blacked out. When Jeffrey woke up in the morning, imagine his surprise when he noticed that Tuomi was dead and his chest had been smashed in. Hey, you remember in the first half when that jogger disappeared mysteriously before Jeffrey could kill him? 
Defrey Jammer struck again. Beat him to Defrey the fucking Defrey Jammer, the other serial killer. God damn it. He woke up, he's like, oh, they'll never believe me. Oh, now I have to kill 15 more guys? What? <laughs> Just cover up for this one murder. God oh, damn it. It's the gateway murder. That's how it works. Get in there, you little bitch. Shut the fuck <laughs> up, Hambone. You know you can check out on the TV now. Shut up, I don't care. More important things are happening. <laughs> you don't even have to take the key card to the desk. Hambone, fuck off. If you, if you hurry, you can catch the continental breakfast. They have a waffle bar. <laughs> Jesus, not right now. That's not even true, Hambone. It's 1 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dahmer hurriedly loaded the body into a suitcase and took a cab back to his grandma's house. Once there, he got to work dismembering the body. Well, after he, you know, had sex with the corpse and masturbated on top of it, of course. Yeah. Standard funeral stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he then cut the flesh and muscles from the body and threw them away in the garbage. He smashed the bones into powder and flushed it down the toilet. He got rid of everything except the head and the genitals, which he preserved to use for later masturbation sessions. Mm. It's like this dude never got post-nut clarity. Right? You know, like, right after when you're all ashamed of what you've done. Yeah. You you gotta wash all that stuff out of your hair and your mustache (laughs) and... <laughs> well, I mean, you get the idea. It's not your post nut, it's someone else's post nut clarity. Okay, yes, I'm with you. Okay. They're like, oh, we should have done that. You're like, really? Uh, okay. No, I mean, no, you're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah, I finished too. Okay. It's- when can I see you again? <laughs> you can't. My wife wouldn't allow it. Ah! <laughs> No, you're you're right. That moment of shame. You never had that moment of shame where you're like, you pause it and the screen goes black and you, you can see your own face. You're like, oh, oh, what's what's wrong with me? Why did that do it? What is wrong? Like he never had that. He's like, yep, yep. Time to cut off the head and the general. Save those for later. No, no. You should have been like, oh, something is fucked up here. Something is wrong. I need to save the butthole too. No, no, no. <laughs> Sorry, no. <laughs> Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, nothing but honor and respect for the victims of his crimes. That was what I was going for. Yes, of course. (laughs) God damn, I'm a terrible human. Okay. Well, two months later, Dahmer killed again when he lured a 14-year-old prostitute named James Daxator to his grandma's house by promising to pay him $50 for nude photographs. In what would become his M.O., Dahmer drugged the boy by slipping sleeping pills into a rum and coke, strangled him to death, and had sex with the corpse. Mm. Fuck, that's messed up. That's just really fucked up. I don't think it's so bad. <laughs> Shut up, <laughs> Hambone! No. No! I'm trying to have a serious moment. A serious true crime moment. True crime I podcast. I do! It's <sighs> not me, it's fucking Hambone. <sighs> and now... 
Let me tell you about Casper mattresses. They're so soft and they come in the mail. <laughs> oh, all the gravitas <laughs> is just gone from this moment. Thanks, Hambo. God. Enter the code boy rape and you can have 10% <laughs> off. No. No. <laughs> Well, he then did basically the same thing to 22-year-old Richard Guerrero. When he tried to reenact that with a guy named Ronald Flowers, his grandma caught him before he could kill Flowers. He snuck the drugged man to the hospital, but his grandma had had enough of his late-night visitors and the awful smell coming from her basement, so she kicked him out. Jeffrey? Enough is enough. I'm not so old that I don't understand that you're a young man with special needs. But if you want to live here, I need you to murder and dismember your little friends before 8 o'clock. Some of us in the house like to get up early to watch Pat Roberts in the 700 Club. Why is his grandma fucking Benito Mussolini? Like, so fucking Italian. Man, I don't know. That's my fucking drunk old lady voice. Dahmer moved into an apartment. Hey, right there with you, buddy. The night after he moved in, he attempted to drug, rape, and murder a young Asian boy. But the boy left shortly after having the drink, went to the hospital, and the assault was reported. Dahmer was arrested and charged with sexual assault. He would eventually be found guilty and would have to do a year in jail but not before killing 24-year-old Anthony Sears. And Roebuck. Don't forget the Roebuck, Greg. That's really fucked up. I know, we're talking about a murder victim. I'm sorry. Jeez. <laughs> you just had a catalog? Yeah. I was like, you know, I need some new craftsman tools. How can I work that in? Oh, Sears and Roebuck. Hey, it's right there. Hey. Oh, Anthony Sears died. Ba-da-ba-ba-da-bop. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, if there's a hell, I'm going there. I'm gonna butt fuck you, Hambone. I've been coming from the pinky side. <laughs> Not what you're used to, boy. <laughs> what is wrong with us? <laughs> well, when Dahmer had killed Steve Tuomi, he had done a bad job of preserving the skull, and it had fallen apart. He rectified this mistake with the skull and genitals of Sears, which he kept in his locker at the Ambrosia Chocolate Factory, while he served his jail time. You know, it sounds terrible, but let's not pretend that Willy Wonka never did the same thing. The exact Oompa same thing. Loompa, doompity, Dennis, I'm going to lock up your skull and your... <laughs> Say it, bitch! Penis. <laughs> oh, shit! Oh, shit! Okay. Is that fat German penis, too. Made it even better. All respect to all the victims of Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, of course. <laughs> yes. Well, while he was in jail, he was released to go to his grandma's for Thanksgiving. Instead, he went to a bar, got drunk, went home with a dude who, ironically, drugged Dahmer and sodomized him with a candlestick. 
Between his release in 1990 and early 1991, Dahmer would kill another six men. Oh, Jesus. And you've been laughing this whole time, you fucking monster. And I will continue. The method was very similar. He'd offer them money for photos or sexual acts, take them back to his apartment, drug them, strangle them, have sex with their corpses, and dismember them. Ha! <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> During this period, however, he also began photographing the bodies with the Polaroid camera and began saving their calves and biceps so that he could eat them. Well, Dahmer was almost caught in May of 91 when he drugged a 14-year-old named Konarak Sissisomphone. Boom! Ha! Nailed it! <laughs> Once Konarak was drugged, Dahmer decided to drill a hole in the boy's skull and pour in acid. Dahmer hoped to make a sex zombie who would stay alive but would listen to Jeffrey's commands. The boy passed out. Jeffrey thought that Konarak had died, and so he left to get some beer. He was a bit surprised when he came back and found the boy outside with two neighbors who had called the police. The cops arrived and interviewed Dahmer, who claimed that Konarak was 19 and was his gay lover. Konarak, who was bleeding from his anus, couldn't speak and didn't dispute Dahmer's story. The cops didn't want to get involved in a gay quarrel, and so they soon left. If they had gone into Jeffrey's bedroom, they would have seen the still decomposing body of his last victim. But they bailed, and Dahmer immediately killed Konarak. So fucked up. Uh, I know a lot of what Jeffrey does is incredibly fucked up, but this is so... Because he was so close to getting caught. Like, this, this poor kid who doesn't speak English is outside and just bleeding from his anus. He's naked. And he's like, you know, please help me. And the neighbors call 911. The cops show up and like, what happened here? He's like, oh, uh, we were just having normal sex. Just normal gay sex. Isn't that right, Hambone? Yeah, you know, that was, that was all the whole thing. They were just having gay sex. He's like, oh, well, we won't interrupt you guys. Since you have a witness. Yeah, yeah, you know, and he's, and he's literally bleeding from his butthole. And they're like, uh, you know, gays are kind of weird. One of the things they even said, like, go inside, and it smells like death because there are literally decomposing body parts. It's like, you know, gay apartments always smell weird. They always got something going on in them. And it's so fucked up because, you know, they just don't want to deal with it. It makes them uncomfortable. You can see both sides of it a little bit. You can see how they, they go there. And you only get one side of the story. This guy's saying, he's my gay lover. We had a we had a fight. He ran outside. That's all that happened. That guy's not speaking up and saying, yes, he kidnapped me, drugged me, and tried to kill me because he can't fucking talk because it's acid in his fucking brain. So you can see how they go, well, we only have one side, and that side adds up. But at the same time, they don't check Jeffrey's ID and show that he's on probation for maybe, I don't know, sexually assaulting a fucking minor. They don't check this kid's story. They just go, eh, it's kind of gay. It's kind of weird. I don't want to fucking deal with it. You want to deal with it? Go Packers, right? And then they leave. <laughs> okay. Between May and July of 1991, Dahmer would kill another four victims. He once again tried to create a sex zombie, this time by pouring boiling water into the skull of one of his victims. 
But again, this ridiculously stupid plan failed. In total, he had killed 17 men and boys, and his apartment was littered with photos of their bodies. He had several heads in his freezer. There were skulls in his bedroom, as well as a plastic barrel he used for dissolving bodies in acid. When his neighbors complained about the smell, he said it was weird, and he had noticed it too, or that he had had a tropical fish that had died. On July 22nd of 91, Dahmer attempted to kill 32-year-old Tracy Edwards. He handcuffed Edwards, held a knife to him, and told him he was going to eat Tracy's heart. Eventually, however, Edwards was able to punch Dahmer in the face and ran out of the apartment. He soon found some police officers and led them back to the apartment where Tracy showed them all of the Polaroids. They soon found all of the human remains, and Jeffrey Dahmer was arrested for murder. Yeah, Tracy did something pretty smart. I don't know if he was realizing what he did. When he got back there, he sprinted right to the bedroom. Like, he bust through the door, sprinted to the bedroom. That allowed the police to go inside to talk to him, and that's where they see all the shit, because that's where it was all hidden in Jeffrey's bedroom. All the Polaroids, the skulls, the fucking blue barrel with fucking decomposing bodies in it. Um, if he had just stayed outside and said, yeah, man, he really fucked me up, there might not have been that much evidence by the time they got there, but he did something very smart uh, by rushing in there. So, lesson learned, ladies, when you're ever, you're about to be assaulted and there's a bunch of dead bodies, you gotta sprint back in there. Say, follow me, police officers. Problem solved. <laughs> well, Dahmer was interrogated and pretty much immediately confessed. At trial, his lawyers tried to say he was insane, but that didn't fly, and he was found guilty and sentenced to over 900 years in prison. But he would only end up serving two years. What? What the fuck is this bullshit I know, justice I know, system? I know, I know. Calm down, calm down. In November of 1994, Dahmer was assigned to clean the prison gym with two other inmates. They were left unsupervised for 20 minutes at which point one of the inmates smashed in Dahmer's head with a metal bar. That inmate also killed the other inmate with the same weapon. Surprisingly, he was also fucked in the head. I'm just, it's weird. <laughs> uh, I don't know, murderers, you know. All right. In the end, there is no lesson to be learned from this story. It's just another reminder that true crime is awful and makes you feel bad about everything. And that is why we talk about history, where people are raped and murdered, sure, but it's done for grand political reasons. Doesn't that make it all okay? It sure does, Greg. End of story. Woo! All right, Greg, we did it again. And now it is time for Fast Facts. Fast fact number one. Several men were killed in Germany when Dahmer was stationed there in the army, but there has never been any evidence to tie Jeffrey to those killings. In his confession, he maintained that he had only killed red-blooded Americans. Fast fact number two. When Dahmer was in Florida, young Adam Walsh was kidnapped and murdered. People have since tried to tie that killing to Dahmer, but it was likely another serial killer, 
named Otis Tool. Fast fact. Number three. When he was in prison, Dahmer worked in the cafeteria and would amuse his fellow inmates by arranging their meals like dismembered body parts as a hilarious prank. (laughs) And yes, some of them actually thought it was funny. Fast fact. Number four. Also, when he was in prison, Jeffrey Dahmer converted to Christianity and attempted to seek forgiveness for his sins. (laughs) Did it work? Who knows? You'll have to die to find out. All right, Gregory, we have done it again. We have finished an episode. That is it. Happy Halloween, motherfuckers. Woo! Uh, Once again, I'd like to remind our listeners, you can find us at 100proofhistory.com at 100proofhistory on any social media platform you can think of. We ask you to subscribe, listen, and if you are so inclined to support us, find us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash 100ProofHistory or on our website you can find the link. Get bonus mini episodes we call Hangovers. Get extra contest entries and old episodes. And, can you believe it, early releases of our regular episodes. Gregory, what else? Bye, y'all. You can explain the joke. Yes, that's how jokes land. (laughs) (laughs) But you have to do it in the form of a joke. Sometimes, you know, you got to be the air traffic controller talking the guy down because the pilot's dead. So you'd be like, no, no, okay, you're going (laughs) to ease on the rudders a little. All right, now nosedive. (laughs) Yeah. Kill them all. (laughs) (laughs) My wife left me yesterday. I hope this doesn't affect my performance. (laughs) Just say it. This job has the highest suicide rate in America. (laughs) (laughs) More like murder-suicide rate. (laughs) You can actually hear the gun cocking over the radio. (laughs) (laughs) He keyed the radio just so you could hear that (laughs) to instill fear. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Enough fucking funny business. Let's do some serious podcasting. I worked with an English guy uh, when I was working for my dad. The English guy worked there. And he was, I don't know how it would ever come. He's like, but he'd always say this. He's like, you know, if it's just you and me left on the earth, buddy, whole as a whole. I'm like, what the f- fuck? <laughs> I'm like, but it's not. You worked with your dad? Yeah. I worked for my dad and this English guy worked there too. My dad didn't say a whole as a whole. The English guy did. My dad just jerked off while he said it. <laughs> <laughs> I was eight. He told me that. I don't know why I never told my dad. (laughs) Jesus. I was just selling some Girl Scout cookies because, you know, I like the way that fit better. (laughs) 